Hello, welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, September 6th, and we have completed week 35 of 2021. I am proud to announce that Business Travel 360 is partnering with Ribbon for Travel, along with many leading travel industry brands in raising awareness of mental health in the travel industry. As such, Ribbon for Travel is declaring the week of September 20th through the 25th as Mental Health in Travel Awareness Week. Working in the travel industry can take a lot. You have a lot on your mind with the state of the industry, all the extra rules, and for some also continued worries about your job. And it can definitely take its toll. Be involved and get involved, you can get all the details at ribbonfortravel.com. And now, let's get to our headlines. July global air demand fell 53% compared to its pre-pandemic level in 2029. This is according to IATA, the International Air Transport Association, a comparative improvement from a 60% fall in June. July 2021 capacity dropped 45% from its July 2019 levels. Load factor was down 12.4% points to 73%. July cross-border demand fell 73% from July 2019, comparatively better than the 80% decline in June. However, the gains in demand could reverse as COVID-19 cases rise again, which could trigger another round of governmental restrictions and lockdowns, according to IATA. After multiple reports on Sunday suggesting that the EU should be moving to take the U.S. off its safe travel list, the EU confirmed the move on Monday. The recommendation means that the EU is advising all of its countries in its 27-nation bloc to reinstate restrictions against Americans and slow down the arrival of tourists because of the rise in COVID-19 cases. The decision is not binding, and all the individual countries that are part of the EU will ultimately have the final say in what kind of restrictions Americans have to overcome to travel into the their specific country. Direct Travel on Thursday announced that it has acquired Canada's McCord Travel Management, a high-touch, invite-only boutique travel management company well-known in Ottawa, Canada. The founder, Scott McCord, will join Direct Travel's senior management team as Director of Customer Experience and will continue to lead McCord Travel's operations. Direct Travel did not disclose terms of the deal. Philippine Airlines has announced a decision to forego a financial restructuring under the U.S. Chapter 11 process. A petition was filed in the New York District Court on Friday. With this restructuring, Philippine Airlines is hoping to reduce its fleet by up to 25% and cut $2 billion in existing debt. Furthermore, with this restructuring, the airline hopes to raise $500 million in equity and debt refinancing from existing shareholders and an additional $150 million from new investors. And now in changes in travel due to the pandemic. United Airlines has extended the validity of wholly unused tickets through the end of 2022. Wholly unused tickets issued from May 1st, 2019 through the end of the year are now valid through December 31st, 2022. Any unused tickets issued after January 1st, 2020 will remain valid for 12 months. 
Alaska Airlines has revealed that roughly 75% of the company's workforce is vaccinated. Alaska Airlines says that while this is good progress, there's more work to be done, and that's why it is implementing new measures designed to increase vaccination rates and enhance the multi-layered approach to safety. Unvaccinated Alaska Airlines employees will have to get tested regularly and will have to participate in a vaccine education program. They also won't receive special COVID pay if they're absent due to exposure or infection. AirAsia Group is ready to fly with its operating crew and frontline staff 100% vaccinated. AirAsia Group CEO Tony Fernandez said that we're ready to fly and as part of our strict safety policy, we are mandating that all our operating crew and frontline staff serving guests including pilots, cabin crew, and airport staff are fully vaccinated to return to work. The AirAsia Group was one of the first airlines worldwide to achieve the top 7 over 7 rating for being COVID-19 ready by AirlineRatings.com. Australia's major airlines are looking to convince passengers to get their COVID-19 vaccines with a smorgasbord of incentives that now allows one to become a Virgin Australia frequent flyer millionaire. Virgin on Wednesday unveiled hundreds of prizes such as business class flights and lounge passes as part of a Vax and Win competition with a total prize pool of more than $150,000. Topping the competition is a grand prize of a million frequent flyer points. French civil aviation authorities have suspended the commercial and non-commercial operations of regional airline Air Antilles. As of August 27th, the Guadeloupe-based airline is now unable to operate its ATRs and twin otters, causing airline-wide flight cancellations. The decision was prompted by OSAC, a private company subcontracted by the French government, to conduct administrative and technical verification related to airworthiness. The Hotel Pennsylvania, the fourth largest hotel in New York City that temporarily closed because of COVID-19, is slated to be demolished. Hotel Pennsylvania is located right across Madison Square Garden and Penn Station, making it a natural and affordable stop for travelers and concert goers alike. Twenty nineteen will be full of mergers and new partnerships. Travel management company FCM has secured a joint venture with business travel agency NSF Engagement in Japan, expanding its presence in Asia to support existing customers in the region and boosting its global footprint. The company cited a robust business travel market, a strong increase in demand from customers across Asia, and an opportunity to provide differentiated service offerings as factors in FCM's move. The company pointed to Japan's conducive digital infrastructure as an advantage, particularly given that FCM's recent plan platform and technology developments, which it expects to roll out to the Japanese market as well. If you're wondering why FCM has expanded into Japan, look no further than JTI. Japan Tobacco International has selected FCM to manage its corporate travel program, which pre-COVID amounted to $160 million in annual spend. The company, which operates in more than 80 markets globally, had previously worked with 16 individual agencies to manage its business travel needs. JTI conducted a competitive and entirely virtual RFP process to identify a single global TMC under which to consolidate its travel program and drive standardization, savings, and compliance. And that's why it chose FCM. FCM says that it has gone live with JTI in 52 countries in under three months. 
JetBlue Airways this year has granted ticketing authority to more than 1,000 UK-based travel agents as it looks to drive sales and create brand awareness for its first transatlantic service launched this month between New York and London. That number was zero in the beginning of the year, according to JetBlue Vice President of Sales and Revenue Management Dave Clark. We really reoriented our distribution strategy and sales strategy in the UK to focus on travel agents. JetBlue is forging these ties because the UK is so much more of a travel agent market than the US, and because JetBlue is still at the very beginning of our awareness journey on that side of the Atlantic. Spanish airline Iberia and fellow One World member Alaska Airlines have filed an application with the U.S. Department of Transportation, which could see the IB code for Iberia placed on almost 80 Alaska Airlines routes across North America. The proposed partnership would initially cover 62 U.S. domestic routes out of L.A. and San Francisco, along with 16 international services to ports in Costa Rica and Mexico. And now, in news relating to the return to travel. A strong leisure demand and upticks in business travel both domestically and abroad drive the recovery of the hospitality industry. Hilton has continued to expand its global footprint, achieving net unit growth of 7% in the second quarter. More than half of Hilton's total global pipeline is in the Americas, with nearly 1,500 properties in development in addition to more than 5,600 open properties. Home 2 Suites by Hilton currently boasts the largest pipeline in North America industry-wide. British Airways has reopened its Concorde rooms at London Heathrow Terminal 5 and New York JFK Airport in the latest phase of its lounge reopening program. The Concorde rooms for British Airways passengers flying in first class have been closed since March 2020. Hyatt Hotels through February 28, 2022, is offering guests at 13 U.S. Hyatt Place properties free delivery of toiletries, snacks, and other convenience store-type products through a pilot program with delivery service GoPuff. This is according to the hotel chain announcement on Monday. GoPuff is a delivery service in hundreds of U.S. cities that uses independent contractor drivers to deliver products on demand. Alaska Airlines has opened its new lounge at San Francisco International Airport. The lounge is open to Alaska Airlines First Class Flyers, annual Alaska Lounge members, and Alaska Lounge Day Pass holders. Beginning October 1st, standard annual membership to the Alaska Lounge Network will be $350 for elite Alaska Mileage Plan members and $450 for non-elites. Day passes cost $50. And now in some technology news. British Airways aims to launch a self-service account management portal for corporate clients by the end of this year. According to head of sales Mark Murin, the portal will allow travel managers to view reporting such as performance against deal targets and access all things news-oriented and administrative. Ground transport aggregator Mozio has launched Zero by Mozio, a platform exclusively for the booking of low and zero emission taxis and transfers. The tool currently covers more than 100 cities worldwide and is expected to reach 250 by the end of the year. Zero by Mozio can be integrated with existing booking tools or white-labeled and used as a standalone tool via TMCs or provided direct to corporates. Mozio already provides ground transportation services and technology to a number of major leisure travel companies as well as several global TMCs. 
ATP Co. has decided to use Amazon Web Service to host its flight and shopping distribution platforms. The airline fare filing and retailing service says that the move will allow it to modernize its applications to accelerate expansion to airlines and other partners. ATP Co. is one of the oldest travel technology services in the travel industry and is owned by a consortium of airlines allowing them and more than 400 others to host their fares and availability for intermediaries to access. Cvent has expanded its partnership with Amadeus beyond integrating its meeting broker product to now allow customers to instantly book small meetings through the Cvent platform without the need for a request for proposal. The direct integration through Cvent Instant Book allows hotels that use Amadeus Sales and Event Management, a sales and catering system, to show available function space to Cvent planners in real time. Guest room bookings are not available through the product today. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope that you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Pandora. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they can also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.